I love that, an audacious target. Um, Because uh, <laughs> throwing me now, have I got an audacious target? I need one. I want one. Let's we'll sort one out when we next meet. Welcome to How to Take the Lead, the podcast where we challenge the myths and stereotypes of what it means to be a leader today and help you to succeed in post without compromise. I'm Lee Griffith. And I'm Carrie-Anne Wade. And together we will be your guides, questioning everything we've ever learned about leadership, sharing our experiences along the way and inspiring you to make a real impact in your role. Visit howtotakethelead.com for show notes, past episodes and to join our community. Enjoy this episode. So we are back, episode five, series three of How to Take the Lead. If you're new to the show, make sure you hit that follow button so you don't miss future episodes. If you're a regular listener, please do share it with someone you know so that even more people can get involved with the conversations. Um, what the other things I need to say in my roll call? We're now on YouTube. YouTube. We're on YouTube. So if you're watching us there, Hello. Um, we'd love it if you subscribe, like this video and all of the good stuff that YouTube likes and will mean this video and others like it are pushed out to more people. And we've launched our Substack community. So this is our new email, come behind the scenes blog, come private episodes, bonus episodes. Maybe the book club. Book club, yeah. lots of good stuff exclusive to our sub sub. See, I can't even pronounce it. I'm so excited. I can't. (laughs) My teeth just want to race ahead of the word. (laughs) So, yeah, lots of good things for um, our Substack community. Uh, Go to howtotakethelead.com for all the different links that you need. Everything's there that you need. So it's all there. I think that's all the preamble out the way. Let's get down to the business. Well, no, let's ask how you are first. Because oh, that's a bit rude just to get down to business, isn't it? Like that. <laughs> just, Wham, bam, thank you, man. You know, it's because we keep saying 2023, year of action. We're like <laughs> straight to it. Not got time for the small talk. Just want to get on with it. But um, I am doing all right. Thank you very much. At the time of recording this episode, it is six weeks until uh, my wedding. Well, my wedding. No, well, not our wedding because it's not me and you. My wedding. To, oh, I'll just give up. You know what I meant. I didn't want to sound like a bridezilla by saying my wedding um, and then realise our wedding sounded even more strange in That's this like, context. That should have been like breaking leading news if we were going to announce we were getting married. <laughs> I mean, um, some weeks you probably feel like you might as well be married to me the amount of times you have to see my face. I don't need a prison sentence, though. I am already betrothed <laughs> to someone. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear anyhow sorry we've digressed how are you lee i am good thank you i my voice feels a little bit scratchy today so i have a, i have a fear that it might give up on me at some point or i might sound like i've just smoked 20 before i came on to the <laughs> have you have you no. just smoked? i was no. gonna say this is gonna be more breaking news i didn't even know you smoked no no anyway the irony of me losing my voice in an episode where we're talking about <laughs> making your voice count is not lost on me. But as ever, what I always say is your voice isn't always what you say. It's other things that you do as well. So um, we've touched on this in a few episodes already, this series and in previous series, the, the notion of making your voice count as a leader. Um, what are the facts? What do we already know? Well, if you look at things like the Edelman Trust Barometer, the, the latest iteration of which was out earlier this year, 
business is the most trusted institution, so not kind of non non governmental. For some reason, I thought you were going to say num nuts there. <laughs> well, I'm, well, I'm sorry. My next my next sentence was not the government. So yeah, that's where I thought we were going. Sorry, sorry. Uh, not the media. So business is the most trusted institution. When you look at who people trust the most, they trust their CEO, they trust their co-workers, they trust their communities. It's a very local focus. And 69%, this is amazing stat, 69% of employees look at the societal impact of an organisation when considering a job. Wow. So they either strongly... That does surprise me. I'm not sure why, but that feels high. Yeah. And they either strongly expect an organisation to be doing something or it's a deal breaker for them if they're not. So that's a really big stat that, that hit me. Um, 63% will buy or advocate for, for brands that align with values and beliefs. That feels feels right. But we look at leaders of organisations, you know, you are selling a product, yeah. even if it's a service, you know, that you, you have something to offer to someone else. So that alignment values and beliefs is really important. And the, the pure facts are people want more societal engagement from organisations, not less. They expect chief executives to take a public stand on issues, including things like how employees are treated, climate, discrimination, and they want to make sure that actions match the words. So, you know, that's just one report that shows staff, customers, communities are really looking to organisations to represent them. And, and we spoke earlier on in this series about all the stuff that's going on at the minute, cost of living, issues with equality, diversity, inclusion, tackling bias, climate change. Um, And then we're almost at that stage, I think, where if you don't have anything to say on on one or or many of those issues, or if you're burying your head in the sand, then you're probably creating a bigger spotlight on you and your organisation. But then I, you know, we'll probably get into this conversation a bit later if you're a bit hypocritical when you perhaps your words don't match Mm -hmm. up with the same integrity as your actions or no I don't mean that (laughs) when your actions don't match up with the same integrity of your words (laughs) (laughs) Um, so today I really want to explore in a bit more detail how a leader can and should be using their voice and as I've already said it doesn't just mean the kind of verbal things that they say there are many ways that you can be heard as a leader. So I want to kick us off, Carrie-Ann, by getting your views. It's a slightly leading question because obviously the evidence just pointed to it. <laughs> but should leaders have more of a role in society? So given the evidence that you have just presented to us, Lee, my short answer would be yes, absolutely yes. Um, I think you've touched on some of this already and what you've said, but for me, I feel like as leaders, we are in a position of trust. Mm. Um, you know, our stakeholders, whomever they may be, I'm going to call them our people. Our people, you know, have interactions with us. They look to us to role model. They look towards us as leaders for signals about how maybe they should be taking action on things. Um, so I absolutely think that um, that leaders should be having more of a role in society. And I think we have to realise as leaders that whether we like it or not, um, we do have influence and power. Um, mm. So we have a responsibility, I think, to use it wisely um, and to, to kind of be considered about, you know, what things we can 
really do some positive make some positive change around in terms of that influence and power that we have so um yes my answer I could have stuck with the short answer of yes but I (laughs) didn't I expanded but um I'm assuming you agree that yeah yeah, the answer is yes me yes it would be a really short episode if we both just said yeah yeah, we're great. <laughs> so let's let's get let's get a bit more into the detail of it then. So so what does it look like a leader having a role in society? So I think there's something about and you have um mentioned this slightly already around voice. So I think yeah. we can sometimes think when we talk about leaders having a voice, we mean like physically speaking and having a voice. And I think actually for me what I'm talking about is speaking out it might not always be out in because out sounds quite confrontational doesn't it I guess Mm. we say I've got to speak out on something but you know speaking about the issues that really matter to um, the people that are closest to them whether that be Mm. colleagues whether that be their local community whether that be customers whatever that looks like as a leader it's your job to have a voice and potentially advocate on behalf of those um, yeah. those stakeholder groups um, which I think in terms of you saying what does it look like means there is some work you need to do as a leader to understand what's important um, mm, to yeah. to your local stakeholders in your community so that when you are using your voice it's aligning you know you talked about values alignment and I think that is absolutely important but there's something about as well about like the issues and topics that you are choosing to speak out on you know have to be aligned meaningful relevant to the people that you're potentially um you know speaking out either on behalf of to advocate for or to um enable some sort of change so um so that's how it feels to me but I think there are many different platforms that you have as a leader to do that which not just about you know internally or even externally just speaking opportunities as it were I think you know every communication and interaction and engagement you're having is an opportunity for you to have influence so for me I think that making your voice count is about that influence and how you can use that influence and and power that you have as a leader to to make positive change and take action yeah yeah completely agree with you and and action is it's primary word that is what people are looking for there has to be some kind of outcome to the things that people are thinking and feeling and they need they're looking to leaders to to be the the ones that help shift that change I suppose isn't it so for me what does that look like and I suppose to build on what you've mentioned it things like once you've done that checking with your stakeholders understanding how those issues might be impacting locally bringing it to maybe your board or your senior leadership team and having those uncomfortable conversations and really fleshing that out and that you can determine collectively it's not necessarily all on you about the action that you take and and making sure there's an alignment and you've mentioned the word alignment but there's an alignment in the board and the senior team around that as well and part of that alignment and taking action could be around how you're empowering others in your organization to take action it's not necessarily about you fronting everything, mm. but but it's almost that um, when we've talked before about allyship, it's almost being an ally for others and, and giving other people a platform so that issues can be aired and whatever. But for me, there's something about the, the word persistence. It kind of sticks with me here because it's not about saying something once ticking a box it's about like you mentioned making it part of your narrative aligning it to your purpose 
But there absolutely will be. You might not think straight away that there is a benefit to your organisation, but there will be. You need to find out what that is. And then that is how you weave it into your narrative. Yeah, it's like having that golden thread, isn't it? Mm. And I, I couldn't agree more about this. Not a tick box exercise as in, oh, I've mentioned this issue once publicly on my Twitter or whatever. Tick, done that, move on. Um, and I think that very much um, works in conjunction with the action piece because we're not just talking about making statements or, you know, like just make a statement. It's like the so what. And I think we do talk a lot actually on, on how to take the lead about that and so what. There has to be a so what. It's not just for you to, like you say, be the mouthpiece for something without really truly thinking about what action can be taken. Um yeah, sorry, I've, I lost my train of thought because there was something you said that I loved and I did, the one time I didn't make a note, I haven't gone back, back to it, but it will come to me. I loved something that you said and I thought, yes, more of that. But it will, I love everything Persistence. you say. Persistence. No, it, was before, it was before then. Before but, it, but Yeah, I mean, I love everything you say, Lisa. That's the trouble, isn't okay. it? I love it all. I can't remember which bit I love the most. <laughs> if it comes to you, feel free to. I will, I'll just blurt it out and you'll be like, what? We've so moved on from that already. <laughs> Cat's Pajamas, our mission is to create communications leaders of the future. If you're a communications professional, you'd like some support in your current leadership role, or perhaps you're waiting to step up into your seniority, the Ascend programme might be just what you need. Over six one-to-one sessions with me, Carrie-Ann, we'll spend time devoted to helping you achieve your goals and move on up with confidence. You'll have direct access to email support throughout our journey together. Plus, I'll follow up with you after three months to review your outcomes and see how you're doing. If this sounds like it's something that would help you in your communications career, visit cats-pajamas.co.uk to find out more. So one thing I want to explore is this notion of how you balance perhaps your personal views on an issue um, with maybe what an organisational position is. Ah, big awkward yeah. pause from me now probably it's my like, smile as yeah, I just found it your way awkward pause for me so the first thing I just want to talk about in this space about sort of balancing personal with wider is definitely and you've mentioned this word already uh, the integrity piece mm-hmm. so I think if the place that you're coming from you're acting with integrity that's got to be the number one thing for me if you feel like you're acting with professional and personal integrity and speaking out or having a voice, you know, talking about something in in different domains is the right thing to do, then it's highly likely to be the right thing to do, regardless almost of what, you know, the organisational position on that is. But I think there are some things that you can do, like testing stuff out before before maybe you broaden that conversation and use your voice in a in a bigger arena so you know we talk on here a lot about having a trusted network so have you got peers colleagues a network of people that you can maybe test a few things out on before you're kind of putting those views out there to say you know this is what I feel really strongly about you know I, I want to start having this conversation spark this debate understand the reasons why you're worried about it and kind of talk that through with somebody Mm. so hopefully that will give you that level of comfort or maybe confidence um uh to to have your voice and and balance that I think there is something about not feeling like you have to say things for the sake of it and I know Mm. we're saying don't don't not speak out because I definitely think that's worse but I say that almost on the flip side of like if you think there's an expectation that you'll toe a party line 
and everything inside you saying this isn't the right thing we haven't made the right decision whatever that is don't feel like you have to tow it like have that debate and conversation where you need to have it whether that's you know in your board meetings wherever it needs to be about you know whether that organizational line or view is is genuinely actually the right one Mm. um I think sometimes leaders can feel the pressure to just have to toe the party line and I don't think that is always the right the right thing to do um and I think there's something about being curious and open about where maybe you feel that discomfort or that nervousness about my view being not aligned with the organization or if I share this view and have a voice on this I'm going to get in trouble somehow like be curious about that be open about that what is it that's making you feel that way and is there something you need to do do you need to learn more about something do you need to ask more questions before Mm. you've kind of fully formed that opinion that you want to share and I guess you know for me so I'll just talk about my day job I choose not to share a lot of my political views on my public social media channels for example that I use more for my work kind of professional Mm. life because I don't always feel that's appropriate because I do work in the NHS and I feel like there's an element of needing to be a little bit apolitical and and, and not sway one way or the other but that doesn't mean that I don't feel like I can say for example I absolutely support the nurses junior doctors everyone else's right to strike because there's definitely action that needs to be taken mm-hmm. around pay, which is a highly political and sensitive topic right now. Um, but I feel like I can say that. And, it's you know, I'm just making those choices about what and how I want to share things. But there are sure. other things that I probably wouldn't say around. Well, I've said it now about the numb nuts, haven't I? So maybe I maybe I do just share my political <laughs> views in public. But I, th- I think it's just about working through and testing out you know what what you currently feel comfortable with but without getting stuck in a position where stepping outside of your comfort zone feels too much of a challenge because sometimes you will have to have uncomfortable conversations and say things that other people will disagree with yeah well there's so many things to unpack in sorry I just totally rambled as well (laughs) having done a really like short answer for the first question I'm like right I'm all over you've overcompensated I have yeah I've overdone it so um I the the point you make around the kind of being um non-partisan in when you're in a public office completely agree with but I do I do agree that that doesn't mean you need to stay quiet I think mm-hmm. the savviness of you in a leadership position is recognizing when you're representing your people and you're reacting to perhaps the environment and the context of things that happen at time so you can keep it factual you can talk about impact you can say what needs to happen instead yeah. That doesn't mean you're making a political point. You don't have to call the PM a bozo to make the point. If you I mean, want to, if that's you wanted your choice. To. Yeah. <laughs> it's all about choice, isn't it, is what we're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But you need to bring it back. Yeah, I've already said this. Bring it back to what's the organisational gain and benefit. Make sure you're telling the story. Make sure you've got evidence to back it up, that you can humanise what, what's happening. Because I think that plays in very well, particularly if you're you're treading in maybe choppy waters of the topic where others may frown upon it um i think if people think something's your personal hobby horse or self-interest then you Mm. might not get the back end that you probably need when we look at organizational versus you know personal opinion so i do think that bringing it back to 
what's the bigger picture? How 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 is this going to benefit? I mean, maybe I'm being really optimistic here. But hopefully, you're not working somewhere where you're so diametrically opposed in your thinking. Yes, you know, if you are, you've probably got bigger issues to deal with first before and, you tackle this one. Yeah, and that's back to that values alignment piece, isn't it? Yeah. That we've already talked about. But you're absolutely right. If you've got literally living in the fear of saying something because it's like so opposite to what your organisation stands for and believes in, you're probably not working the right place and I know it can be more difficult the more senior you get so you know some people in an organization they might have different hats you know we we work in public sector where they might be a union lead for something but also have an operational or a clinical role um they might have some kind of professional interest outside of, of their organization and sometimes that can have opposing views and stances so there, I think that's where you need to be having just open conversations with your leadership, with, you know, if you're a CEO, having that with the chair or, or whomever, if you're a more junior member of staff, having that with the director, just trying to understand. And you can be clear when I'm talking on behalf of an organisation versus when I'm talking on your, on your own behalf, as it were. I think in, in a lot of organisations, Chief execs are seen as perhaps what they say is representing an mm. organisation because they're, they're the figurehead for the organisation. So I think that's where it can be a bit trickier, but it's about using your common sense in some ways, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. We've, we've slightly um, touched on this, but I want to explore it a little bit further. And it's that fear of getting it wrong, being cancelled not wanting to step outside your lane. Um, there are all reasons you hear for leaders to avoid. And I, and I get your point that you said earlier around uh, not feeling like you have to comment on everything or if you don't feel like you've got to. But I would counter that with sometimes you need to lean into the discomfort and, and, yeah, and I think that was my things. point about being curious, wasn't it? And open mm. to like why you feel like you can't or shouldn't say something or you don't have something to say on an issue that's so topical and relevant for your people or your stakeholders. It is that, you know, don't just accept that, okay, that's it. Like be curious about what that is and maybe educate yourself a little yeah. bit. And then then actually your viewpoint might change and you might yeah. realise that you do have a strong opinion about something that perhaps you just didn't know enough about in the first place. Yeah. And we've, we've touched on this thing of a feeling of, I, I don't want to be seen to mm. be rocking the boat. I want to keep him with the in crowd. And, you know, I'm just going to say it. You see it, that a lot in the public sector um, with people trying to look up to you know regional center leaders and therefore feel like they can't really say anything for fear of ramifications and I suppose I want to explore that because it's really easy for for me for us to sit here and say well you need to break out from the herd and you need to start standing up for what you believe in active integrity all of that but there are real complicated reasons sometimes why someone has that fear 
And we saw that with some of the MPs when they had all the shenanigans going on, mm. poor leadership behaviours, where MPs were just saying, look, I've got a mortgage to pay. I don't want to speak out on this because I know I'm going to get, yeah. you know, the cull and I've got bills to pay. I've got a mortgage to pay. So job security, financial reasons, there's a whole load of different ramifications that can, I suppose, deter someone from maybe living with their values and integrity it you know it doesn't yeah. always pay the bills <laughs> so like what can you do <laughs> oh, why do you I, I, this is the one where you pose all the hard questions then ask me and I'm like I don't I, I feel stressed by this I can see why people feel stressed about putting their head above the parapet with all the politics that surround that sometimes absolutely but um I don't know, I'll go back to it. It's, you know, it's easy to say it. And as we just said, not easy to do. But if you're doing the right thing and acting with integrity, sometimes that means having to do the uncomfortable thing. I think if you are um, in that situation where there is somebody, ex it's a regulator, I don't know, somebody external to your organisation, um, or there's some sort of hierarchy ab ab above you, like... <laughs> Do explore and have those conversations about what the right thing is to do and whether it is the right thing to have a voice, even though it goes against maybe what everyone else in your sector is doing with yeah. your organisation. Because actually, if you've got a strong leadership team who all uh, consistently, um, you know, think that's the right thing to do, you will feel less alone, although you might be the the kind of mouthpiece for mm. it and the first person that speaks. Actually, having that support of others, I think, is is really important. Um, I think there are also ways, though, to challenge some of that without always having to be controversial. Um, so I think there's something in the nuance of the narrative and making sure you've got the evidence and the facts to mm. back you up. So you're not just gun ho like swinging in with a random statement that's like so out there, but without that evidence to back you up, because I think sometimes it's hard for people to quiet in your voice perhaps because you're not seen to be towing the party line if you have actually got that evidence that backs up what yeah. you're saying because then you know where, where does somebody go from there in the argument without them demonstrating that they are actually operating with no integrity at all yeah. um for whatever reason so I think that's probably quite an important part of it and I don't know it, it is really hard to do isn't it and you know I've had times in my career and quite recently where I've been challenged by those perceived to have more power than me um about why I've made a certain decision or why I've not done something and you know for example being asked why I didn't stop uh, a family member uh speaking to the press about an issue um and that was exactly what I was asked why didn't I stop someone from having a voice publicly I mean how unethical that feels I've you know I cannot begin to describe and that was uncomfortable because I was definitely being put on the naughty step and basically being told, you you know, we're not happy with what you've done because you haven't stopped this. But I felt that although that was uncomfortable and I didn't particularly like having that conversation, that I had acted with integrity. But I also knew that I did have that immediate backing of my own senior leadership mm -hmm. team, um, which, you know, made me think, Do you know what, you can say what you like and you know, be as rude as you like to me. But organizationally we know we've done the right thing and yeah. I have the evidence to back up and the fact of you know the facts of the matter that actually you 
in this other organization don't have so who are you to tell us that you know that we've done the wrong thing so dare them to prove otherwise yeah 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 exactly and I think sometimes it's that but it, it is hard to do and I think it does it's a weird thing to say it takes practice but I think you know the first few times maybe that you do have to pipe up and go, mm, oh, actually mm. I think something different or no I'm going to say this but I know I'm going to be on the naughty step as it were the first few times that does feel awkward and uncomfortable and particularly you know if you're a personality type who assumes that's going to be conflict straight away which you want to yeah. avoid but again it's back to that point about you if you are in a leader if you are in a leadership position people trust you and people are looking to you to advocate for them make action happen influence things so it will be your job sometimes to say the things that other people don't want yeah. to hear. But that, that word around alignment is really important and testing that alignment. Are you really sure that you stick your head up, that, that everyone else is going to step Doesn't up stick with their you heads down. don't all like retreat? Because we've <laughs> yeah. seen that happen yeah. and then yeah, suddenly. Have, yeah. so, so, you know, don't just, and I always say this about change programs or anything in an organisation, it's not good enough for you all just to sit around a table and then ask everyone, does everyone agree? And everyone just nods their head or something. And then they all go out and say 10 different versions of what yeah. they've agreed in the meeting. Yeah. You've really got to play that through and, and keep testing it and make sure that everyone will be aligned in words and actions in, in what you do. Test it to make sure that you're representing the people in the way that they want to be represented because there's nothing worse than you speaking out on, on an issue or taking action on an issue. And that isn't what someone wants you to do. And therefore, you, yeah. you could get criticism from, from both ways as well. So yeah. um, having that, yeah, really testing the, the alignment piece, I think, is really important. Um, the public sector bit's really interesting. And maybe it's, maybe it's not unique to the public sector, but that is, a, that is an experience that, that you and I have, have both had. And I often find that sometimes it's not even the topic in which you're speaking out in. It's more about whether your face fits. Mm. So some CEOs say what they want because their face fits, or maybe they're a big power player. You know, they've, they've come from a well-performing organisation or they've been around for a long time. Or maybe they know where all the bodies are. Yeah, maybe they do. And um, others could say exactly the same point, but then be on the naughty step yeah there's a ramification and they get passed over for opportunities they get signed lines and there's lots of reasons for for why that might be um so it's yeah it isn't necessarily a theme about what you're talking about or how they approach it but more you know what your standing is Mm. in the stakeholder map of 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 power Mm. and influence i suppose and that i have a real problem with yeah Oh, because I think that that is not acting with integrity. That is ego and, um, mm. yeah, just, just personalities at play, really. And I think there's something maybe for another episode around that fear piece, because we started this part of the conversation talking about that fear of talking outside mm. of your comfort zone or your potential sphere of influence, which is maybe what we're talking about here. Um, and, and I do think that it, sometimes that... Um, you being seen as outspoken or not towing the party lines, well, not sometimes, the majority of the time, I would say, it says more about the other party than yeah. it says about you. And that was my point about maybe that, that other party is not operating with, with integrity. But I think it's also that, you know, the fact that people might fe- feel fearful 
to lead and act with integrity and empower others to have a voice and have a voice of their own just feels just not in touch with what's happening in Mm. the modern world today and it, it makes me a bit sad and I think you know there's something more to explore not around you know this topic but around that lead leading through or by fear or kind of Mm, making mm. decisions based on fear of something just Mm. really worries me about kind of what that means for leaders and their organization well I mean yeah this that's a whole other other conversation but we see that played out in um debates around allyship around discrimination um around bias yeah this fear that someone needs to give up or lose something by standing up for something or someone else and that's yeah <laughs> let's put that on the agenda let's for put that yeah get that on a trello board <laughs> um but i would say as, as a little side note sometimes it is just the right thing to do mm. and the excuse yeah. of um you know i'm fearful of the ramifications i think it's been used all too often for letting issues of discrimination pass without mm. challenge so I do you know I think it's worth saying here it's worth saying in every yeah every episode that as a leader we have to mm. reflect our own behaviors what we're willing to let past and, and lean into that discomfort if that's where it where it's coming from and yeah. um, moving us on so how do you know when the line where that line of when is enough enough or when to say yes to this thing but no to something else. Like, where's the gauge? Yeah. yeah, I guess it's about how you're deciding where you focus your attention, isn't it? Because you've mm. got you've got a voice to use, and by voice, I guess we mean platform. Because, like we said, yeah. it could be could be in any kind of space or or in any shape that you're using that voice. Um, and some quite frankly, sometimes you are not going to have the time, energy, or capacity to have a voice on everything. So you will have to think about where you focus your attention. I think there has to be alignment's the word of the episode, isn't there? It's something around um, alignment to kind of your strategy, your vision, your purpose, and that of your organisation. So, what are the things? What you know? What are the key areas that are really going to make the most difference for you to choose to use your voice for on that occasion? Um, What matters most to you and your people? What are the things right now that matter most? Do you know that? And if you know that, they're the things that you should be talking about constantly and being persistent about you know advocating for change or wanting to see something different and re sorry just on that point is that it for me it's that like reframing so you've got the issue reframe it as an opportunity Mm. for for your organization so if you were to take I don't know speaking up on cost of living for example if you tackle that as an organization you could be doing great things for staff retention yeah absolutely so, so so it is about looking at the situation from an again it goes back to that organizational benefit piece yeah Sorry, no no to... no and I think <laughs> and I think well I think it I think it uh, leads on to what I was going to say which is also that consideration of what you can genuinely have an impact on and take action so if you start to think about what you know what topics am I going to want to have a voice on do I want to have a voice on it or an opinion on it if I can't do something about it? So actually, yeah. you know, where can you take action? Where can you make a difference with people around the things that matter most to them? And, you know, that does sound very up here, doesn't it? But there'll be conversations and, and things you'll need to be doing in your organisations to take some of those decisions about what the priority areas you want to address right now. Yeah, and you've got to test that with your, your trusted network. You've got to test it with the people it's impacting. 
And there is, you know, going back to that reframe thing, there, there, there's potential really shrewd business moves you could make. You know, unless if you say, I'm going to go all in on climate and doing stuff because that's really important to my people, or we've got a really young workforce coming through and, and they, they are purpose driven. They really want to be doing stuff around that. I can't quite see how it fits, but actually, there's a whole business opportunity here for us and we could just change our operating model and make yeah, gains and, by just setting a really audacious target around something. And I also think there is, um, I love that, an audacious target. Because um, uh, <laughs> throwing me now, have I got an audacious target? I need one. I want one. Let's we'll sort one out when we next meet. <laughs> um, I think there's also something about the point around it doesn't always have to be your voice. But you have to be empowering other people to have a voice. So maybe you're not going to be the person that's able to have the biggest impact on a certain topic. And that's okay. Just accept that. You don't, it doesn't yeah. have to be you, but you do have to still be having those conversations and scoping that out and working out, you know, what matters most. Where can you, like, say, where can you change things to have an impact and who are the right people then? Mm. Need that and have that conversation and, and use their platforms to share that. And the other thing I would, I suppose, caution leaders about, and I don't know about you, but I've certainly worked with enough in, in my kind of past life where, I don't know, they leaders get bored quickly of a message or a presentation. And, you know, they do it two or three times and then they say, oh, you know, I'm, I'm sick of this now. I want to change it up. You've got to be persistent and consistent. And so I think... As a leader, when you're trying to weigh up, you know, have I done too much? You probably haven't done as much as you think you've done. You might not be getting through to those people that you're trying to reach. So you do need to be repetitive. You do need to try different different approaches. If you look at it even just from a pure sales point of view, it takes anywhere between like 13 and 30 touch points for someone to make a buying decision. The same goes for someone to understand a message. Yeah. So yeah, that 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 sense of persistent and consistent don't just because you're personally bored doesn't mean that you've landed the message no and also it's like how many times it takes a person who's regularly in touch with you yeah. but also you'll have new people so yeah. yeah I just was laughing and rolling my eyes because um yeah I've worked in an organization where every month the same video gets played at induction and all the leaders who are at induction go oh god can we change the video because I have to see it every month and I'm like the point of the induction it's all the new people so they've never seen it before yeah, so yeah. suck it up and watch the five minutes of it because yeah. for all these other people it's really important that that's the first message they get when they enter this organization and 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 then how do you make that message consistent throughout the organization for the rest of that person's time with you yeah and everyone we talk about alignment we're going to kind of wrap up with alignment your team your senior team or whatever they, they all need to be saying very similar things but for the message to to really land and I think we can all just sometimes walk away well we've done that right let's move on because mm. we need to move with pace or whatever you know I love the arms we're going with that as well <laughs> and oh another one for the banish box we might have almost had a banish box for every episode banish box, <laughs> banish box phrase move with pace yeah. So to wrap up our how-to, kind of next step, someone's listening to this going, yeah, I, I feel like I want, I, you know, this is the year for action. I want to be be using my profile, my my opportunity to influence it in a, in a greater way to help society. 
where do you go from here? I think you have to educate yourself, understand what matters most to you and your people. And then that will help you to determine where are the places you can have the most influence and take those actions um, in in terms of using your voice and your platform. So I'm just going to say that. I'm going to waffle. Yeah, agree. I think that that self-reflection piece is is really important. Understanding, you know, what type of vocal leader you, you want to be. And and don't try to be perfect because that's you, you you can never be perfect. It will feel uncomfortable, but that's where your support network, that's where your coach and all those kind of people can be really helpful as you try and navigate 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 your way through this. Um, and most of all, for me, stay accountable, lose the ego, stop waiting for permission. So I feel, so I feel like got so much I need to go and do now yeah I need yeah. an audacious target I need to not worry what anyone else is going to think just get out there and blooming well do something just do it just take action so that's it that's another episode thanks for listening to today's episode don't forget to hit follow and share the show with someone you know. Oh, that rhymes. A rating or review will be much appreciated. If you're looking for some leadership inspiration, why not get a free copy of our recommended reading list? Visit howtotakethelead.com to download. Until next week, get out there and take the lead. Take the lead.